episode 15 of season one yeah episode 15 revival good title it definitely follows like what what the episode is about oh exactly I thought it was really fitting for it yeah this I feel like you know last episode was sort of a transition episode and now we're really into like second half of season one and we're we're setting up the new kind of themes for this you know it's a really good transition on because like it kind of we started with that like little recap and it kind of just like helped everything to mesh together to like start this entire, like the actual second half of the season now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so we, we get that little recap and then this conversation with the three third years before the theme song happens. It's so funny. <laughs> I love how they just like automatically know that like Aussie's going to say something and he gets like so offended, but he actually was going to say it. They shut him down so fast. Like, they don't even let him speak. I can't. It's so funny. And just like, I don't know. He's such a sentimental guy. Like, he so wanted to have, like, a moment. And, and, I think, and I think it's especially funny because you start to get these, like, other people that don't know him and, like, their perceptions and, like, what they've heard about him. And, like, the rumors, like, yeah, he got held back five years. Or, like, he had, like, his underlings, like, fight a bunch of people. Meanwhile, also, he's, he's like, so drugs. <laughs> Yes, and he's like me. I was like, "You guys, it's our last, uh, so last tournament." And it's just, it's so funny to me. Yeah, this is honestly a really strong Aussie episode. There's some really good moments for him. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that that moment was like really cute, and I I really like seeing the third years, um, like just kind of interacting with each other. I, I think it's really fun. Uh, and then we have a new theme song. This one's not my favorite. I think. Honestly, it's mm-hmm. my least favorite. <laughs> it's actually like my not, least favorite too. But it's not bad. It's not bad. Like it's catchy. It's just compared to everything else, it's just not as good. Yeah, the thing is, I really okay. I don't like the the song, but I like the opening itself. Yes, I like. I, I like the animation, but I don't like the song very much. Understandable. I yeah, think it's probably the weakest. Um, but I really like. I don't know, just like the whole setup for this theme. Like it's really fitting because you know. Um, there's just a lot of connections to be made between like this is the we get like it opens with the crow taking off launching into the air because in the first theme song we had Hina just spiking the ball with his eyes closed and then this one we have him like opening his eyes right at the top of the net it's just really good it is and it honestly shows like improvement like every single like opening has like an improvement somehow even if it's like very like small or subtle or whatever just like how much it's like grown yes for sure. Um, I also really like this one sort of sets up a really formulaic sort of way that Haikyuu openings work. I feel like the season three opening doesn't really do this, but in general, it's usually like you see you see like an opening sequence and then you see like the whole team. And then there's always like there, there's like pan across. They do the exact same thing in season four. There's like the pan across of all of their opponents. Mm-hmm. And I just really like that. Something about it's like really good. Honestly, I I agree. I really like the visuals for this opening, even if it's my least favorite song. And then I also really like 
the first season four opening with the same like visual aspect yeah they're both very similar in that sense they are I feel like it's it's a trend where there's like because I mean just like the way that Haikyuu works right the first half of a season takes place like in the gym and then Mm -hmm. the second half of the season takes place like at the like um competition so they always have like a very different vibe from one another like the first and second opening exactly but yeah this is definitely not one I watch every time I skip it I watch it the first time just to get a feel for it and then afterwards I just skip it because I'm like okay that's for every single thing though I always watch it at least once oh yeah of course I've never like not ever watched the opening for something but I usually except season three I watch the opening every time no (laughs) never I will never ever ever skip that opening you can't (sighs) so good it's like it's like so it's it is it is the best anime opening like ever Oh my God, I'm so glad you agree. It's literally so good. I saw someone do a ranking and they put fly high above it. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. Absolutely no. not. The thing about fly high is that like it is, it's like the, like, it's like high cute. Like it's like the one, you know what I mean? Exactly. But Higayala is like, just, it's like, it's, it is like it's the good. perfect opening. And I'm just, especially the moonlight version, like the slowed down version that they have of it. Oh, I don't. Oh, I have. I have listened to that. Yeah, so good. It's so pretty. I love it. I actually like the album that that song is from. Lemon. I actually like really like that whole. Like I just listened. It's really good. Bernard Jones Rooms make good music. Immaculate. And it's so funny because season three is my least favorite season, but it has the best opening. And then they are arriving at the the what what is it called? Inter High. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and we get just like that classic sequence of people like talking about them, just like the whole introduction of them as a team and like just talking shit. I love how it's always Tanaka that's gonna jump and say something. He just he has to like I don't know he has like such such like protector vibes. Like he's so like he he can't just like let things go. You know it's it's so great. I respect him for it. I really do because I get it. I don't. I would. I'm. I've never confronted anyone about anything. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't confront it, but I'd be thinking it. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> no way I could confront that situation. I'm just like not. I would not deal with it. I feel the same way he does. I'm just not going to say anything. That's the kind of thing where, like, a week later, I think of a really witty comeback. Yeah. That's how it goes, and you just like shoot awake, and you're like, that was so good. But yeah, and then oh my god, we get the great Asahi moment. I freaking, I love this part. I think it's so good. I think it's so fun. Just all these people, like, thinking he just, like, has this, this reputation. Such a, such a, a villainous character. <laughs> and he's, like, this sweet. It's so funny to me. And it's just funny because it's, like, Noi is the one that's, like, so, like, wild and stuff. And he's, like, and everyone talks about that, too. But Hasi's, like, I just wanted to look wild. And Daichi and Tsuga were, like, this is wild. They're, like, gesturing to Noya. That is my favorite thing and I love the way that they're just like see no someone who actually was like that would not there you don't have to craft that persona like you just are that which is like pretty accurate <laughs> like he's like he's like cackly little laugh it's like why do you care what they think it's just like oh god loves I literally love how the past few episodes we've had Noya like making fun of Asahi and Tanaka being like you can't say that like stop what are you doing and Noya just doesn't care like it happened again where it's not like you're literally like rubbing salt in the wound stop 
But he'll never stop. He just like does he just does whatever he wants, loves him so much. I feel like he is the character, like normally I feel like the characters that I like a lot, I sort of can relate. But he is like one of my absolute favorite characters and I will go on the record and say we are the least similar people in the whole world. That's understandable. I feel like you attach to characters you either are or like you really like hope to be. Yeah, like I admire things about him. So they're going through the gym, they get there, and we get this altercation, sort of. Is it an altercation? I would kind of describe the altercation between them, Karasuno, and Intantico. Um, I wouldn't call it an altercation, but I absolutely love uh, Moniwa, the captain before Futukuchi, and just- yes! I, I, I love Futukuchi too. I even wrote that. I think he's so funny. But the fact that he's like trying to get them to like stop this whole thing. No. And then yeah. he's like, oh, he's just so, he's honestly so fun. I love the Dr. Co third years a lot. And I'm really glad that they like got to keep seeing them because I thought they were just so fun. Yeah. Um. I actually also made a comment about Moniwa. He, I just love him. He's so cute and sweet. Just. He makes me really happy. And like, even just in this little moment, like he just is like so perfect. I'm like, Ayona is so huge. And he's like pulling on his arm. So great. It's and just so cute. So funny that we go from Moniwa to Furukuchi like that. Like completely, <laughs> like complete opposites of each other. Yeah, they're so different. It's true. I love them both. Honestly, I always forget how much I like really like the two of them. I feel like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm more attached to Moniwa. Like, he, he's just, like, he's really so cute. He is, honestly. He reminds me of Takeda a little bit. Which I was going to say, like, he's so very charming. Takeda, where he doesn't have to be, like, scary or, like, mean or loud to, like, have people, like, listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, he just, like, is his little self. And he's cool. I also just love that Hinato's first comment is that, Ayona has no eyebrows. Like, <laughs> and you know what? He does it. I don't know if he says that out loud, but he does it twice. He doesn't. He makes a comment about people's appearances. I'm like, yes, the other one is Kendaichi. <laughs> and now when he says it out loud, I guess Kendaichi's like onion head. That killed me. I thought it was so funny. The Ayana one, he's only, he's thinking it. But he literally calls him that to his face. To it's his so face. He's like, he has a turnip head. <laughs> Like, obviously, it's you. The fact that Kunumi laughed, too. God, like, he's he thought it was so funny. It was funny, honestly. No, I love Hinata's, like, way of, um, like, m- memorizing who people are. Like, like the kid that he calls a pineapple. Yes, and I think, like, honestly... some little comment. It's, it's, like, so, like, normal. It's funny, but, like, it's kind of a normal thing. Oh, yeah, I've done that before. I'm like, oh, yeah, that person who looks like this animal. Or, like, that time I called Gojo an ostrich. Like, it's just, Gojo looks like an ostrich. I can't. I literally, I made that edit and everything, and I can't see it. So funny. But, like, yeah, I don't know. People, like, remind you of stuff, and it's a, it's a really easy way to remember who people are. Exactly. I just think it's really cute that he just says it out loud. Yeah, that is what's impressive about it, is that he just, like, says it loud enough that Kadaichi can hear him. You're like, oh no, baby, don't. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was a really funny thing to like, like that's his first impression. Like, you know, he's like so tall and like being so like scary in that moment. And all Hinata is thinking about is that he doesn't have eyebrows. Oh yeah, then we get this little 
conversation with Daichi and Ikajiri, his former teammate. It was so sweet. Honestly, I really liked that conversation. Yeah, I did too. It was really nice. Um, I really thought that it was great when Daichi thought that he was calling him fat. <laughs> he literally was so offended. I really, I just thought that was really great for some reason. You've got a bigger, are you calling me fat? It's like Daichi. <laughs> It's so aggressive today. So defensive. I love it though. Yeah, I thought that was a really like nice conversation. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like I feel like there has to be a balance between like what what they were talking about. Like I don't know if you know that your team like kind of sucks. I'm not like don't give up in any way, but like I don't know. Be realistic with yourself. Yeah. Um, which brings us to the girls. <sighs> I love Michimia. I love her speech. I I just love the girls' team. I really wish we got to see them more. I just, I really like them. They are really Just, cute. like, them, like, panicking because they haven't practiced enough. Like, I don't know. It's just so cute. And it's really unfortunate that we only really get to see them and, like, that comparison to the boys' team. Instead yeah. of, like, letting them have their own, like, little bit. It's just, it was, like, kind of, like, disappointing to see that. How they were yeah. used more as like an example than anything else. Yeah, it does suck that they're like kind of like the example of like, don't do this. Like it, it was a little like, okay, whatever, fine. Which is why we should get a spinoff with Natsu. I, it's the only answer. It'd be really great. And Natsu's spinoff would be like reparations for everything we've sucked through as just, we just deserve it. We just deserve that. It would be really nice to get it, honestly. It would make me so happy. But you know what this actually really reminded me of? This, like, whole conversation that they have. I just kept thinking, I kept thinking of Kida. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I see it. Like, Honestly. I just kept thinking about the entire concept of, like, you are what you build yourself up to be through your actions, con- like, through consistency. And, like, exactly. that's what the team, the girls team is, like, lacking. And I just, like, I couldn't stop thinking about him. It was very much a key to speech. And it was also that it was just so, like, calmly spoken and, like, so meaningful and powerful. And it's just like, ah, oh, yes. Such a key to speech. I knew I liked Mijimiya for a reason. I feel like they need a key. <laughs> if the girls' team had a keto, they would have been fine. Absolutely. Everyone needs a keto. But yeah, so we just, ha- we just saw the girls for, like, a quick minute. And then we are back to the boys and they're getting ready to go into the gym and Hinata is starting to get nervous as he does. It's common at this point. Okay. This, what really killed me was when when Azahi tells him to like think of something scary. And the first things that this this just wonderful perfect boy comes up with are the vice principal's toupee, a roller coaster, getting a four on a math test. And the movie The Ring, like, he's just... They're all very valid things to be scared of. But it's the fact that just thinking about that moment with Kageyama literally, like, had him do that, like, chill. It was, like, he's so... He's just so... He's so cute. Like, I don't know, like, those, like, none of those things are scary to me. Like, I don't know. I don't think that this would work for me because I would think of something too, like, existential and... <laughs> I'd call myself as like a panic attack, like an even greater one though. Right? It would not work. When people are like, what's the worst that could happen? And I just like everything. Think of like truly horrible things happening. Always. But yeah. Also, this is the first mention. I feel like 
we're done taking this, like, really like the ring. Because this is not the only time that it comes up in IQ. Oh, exactly. Like, I don't know. This, he, there's this time where the ring comes up with, like, the girl coming out of the TV. And then there's also, like, the whole thing with Kenma and looking like the girl from the ring. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny that he does love horror as much as he does. Yet Haikyuu's not a, <laughs> like, not a horror it's anime. It's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. It's really good, honestly. I, I still, really like the horror references. And I still love that Kenma's reason for dyeing his hair is because Tor said he looks like the girl from the room. It's so funny. I, like, li- I can't. It's, it's so good. Because, so like, I'm sure that he was, like, telling him basically, like, you cut it. But Kim was like, well, I can't cut it. <laughs> so he just dyes it blonde. <laughs> and Tor's like, you're still drawing attention to yourself. Like, that's not what I meant. It was so funny. That was, it's, like, it's such a good moment. That's, like, one of my favorite, like, kind of, like, fun fact things to tell people, like, who, like, only just, like, watch the show. Like, I, I always throw it out there because I just think it's so funny. It is really funny. Honestly, it's such a random thing, too. It's like, what? Okay. It makes me really happy. Oh, just a little, just a little note. I love the co- the um, commercial break with Kyoko. It's so cute. My queen. It makes me so happy. She's so excellent. So yeah, we come back from the commercial break. Oh, then we get the great Seijo making their entrance on the scene. This honestly is one of my favorite Wakama moments. Just the way he eats the cookie. It's something about it. I think he's it's just- so cute. He's so cute. And how, like, kind he is to, like, all these girls. And how he's like, of course we can take a picture. Like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You stayed up all night to make me cookies just being so sweet. He's so great. Honestly, I I just love him. I love when he's talking to the girls. I think it's so cute. He looks kind of freaky being that tall, though. Like, that one girl is, like, at his fucking elbow. It's, it's like, Gumby. Yeah. how tall he is. And the fact that he's also taller than Iwazumi. I'm always like, oh, my God. He's tall, yeah. It, it's, it's really funny. Man, but like, at the beginning of the show, before we meet, like, super tall people, he is one of the tallest characters. It's so crazy. He's just so funny. Like, it just looks so silly. But also, it's, like, so cute. I just really, I really like that, that scene. This whole scene's really cute, though. And then Iwazumi, like, throwing the volleyball at him, and he gets so offended for, like, all of two seconds, and then he's like, oops, I gotta go. It's him. Oh, my God. I do think it's really impressive that he manages to catch that volleyball that he threw. Like, every time I think about it, I'm like, how did he do that? That seems really impressive to me. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to say it every time he's on screen, but, like, just everything that that Toru, like, Oikawa does is just, like, cute. Like, I don't know. <sighs> Just when they when they enter the gym and like after there's like the the moment with Kendaichi and then it cuts to them and I just honestly it's so great. His yeah, little, like his little and like his little peace sign and like the way he like rubs his hand after he gets like slapped away and how pouty he is. I just he's everything about him. Just like everything him about him. I just smile. I don't know. It, he could literally just be sitting there. I mean, look, we were all here for like the ear moment, like. It just, everything he does is perfect. Irikawa, like, I just love him. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, then the camera goes away from Oikawa, and we get um, them doing this, like, lineup. And I love the, like, the way they did the lineup with, like, the heartbeat sound. Yes, and how everything kind of, like, went quiet afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it definitely felt like they were kind of trying to show us, like, that 
this is like the moment where like everyone's attention is like zeroed in exactly like everyone's attention because this is like the first official game that they have the first official game and then that silence gets broken by the Dutico chant <laughs> right oh my god yeah the next thing is that iconic chant it goes so hard it constantly like I'll be trying to do something and my brain just starts like like playing it in my head and I'm like stop I need to like be productive yet their chant is just so it's just so catchy it fucking slaps honestly that is one of those that's like another one of the moments in the dub where I'm just like it ruins I was so upset when I was no chant I was rewatching with the dub I was like this is not it this is wrong yeah but it's really like this one and the sheer Torizawa one are both just like they're so good and you know what the Seija one also, is, yeah you're right Seija one is good in both the anime and also the stage play okay <laughs> like we can always talk about it they're both just so good yes okay honestly Seijo in the stage play like Seijo in the stage play is one of my favorite parts it's they're so good that really good. that sequence where they're like representing different instruments and like playing the instruments it's and so then like how is the conductor and you're just like it's done so well and also I just really love Okawa's stage play actor oh my god he's so fun funny you shared that tiktok of him <laughs> re- reacting to his own tiktok of him like being Okawa like as a fangirl and I'm like why is this is him why is it literally I, him I've never seen something that so was what Oikawa would be like in real life than that like just that level of like weird self-indulgence it's it's just it's so funny it's so funny he really was and I love how attached he is to like being Oikawa like every single one of his posts is like I play Oikawa I mean because he's playing the best character honestly that's true that's accurate like yeah there's there's no more clout than saying like yeah I'm Oikawa I play Oikawa especially like they cast you because you look like Oikawa and he's like one of the closest matches I would say I always say that like when I first saw the stage play and I saw his like actor I was like that's just literally Oikawa it's uncanny honestly crazy Oh my god. Yeah, I, I love him. I've recently been getting into the stage play. I feel like I never, I didn't really, it sort of creeped me out when I first watched it because I think it's creepy to watch real human beings act like cartoons. Like it's, it's very off-putting. But once you get used to it, there's like so many moments so good. It's I'm honestly, like, it's honestly so good. And I haven't seen the full thing. I've seen lots of clips and like parts and like pictures but from everything I've seen I'm like it's really good I've only seen the first one like all the way through because it is really it's hard to find them yeah the Nekoma one is like impossible to find I've only seen like clips of it yeah but honestly like as a dancer like the choreography is kind of fire like it's it's pretty good granted (laughs) none of them can do a pirouette which drives me nuts but other than that like it's pretty good the stunts are, like, really well done. It's excellent, honestly. It's, it's really good. A weird tangent to go off on, but uh, back to the episode. Um, so they're about to start the match, and they get these little speeches from Ukai and Takada that really, they just, you know, they sort of just sum up, like, kind of what this whole episode is about. You know, just, like, the whole 
idea of them like a relaunch you know they're like exactly debuting with this new team and they're they're sort of gonna and I really love how Takata's like you guys are a good team but he never once is like oh you guys are totally gonna win or like you guys are gonna go all the way he's just like giving them the motivation that they need here because they aren't they're good and they deserve to hear it but he's not like he's being completely honest with them no matter what yeah he never offers any like false um false encouragement um, and I just think it's so cute that at the end he was like, was that moving? Was that poetic? Like, <laughs> so cute. Because earlier he was saying that he was going to like so say a poem or something when they were talking about the banner. He, oh, so cute. He's so funny. He really is so great. I love Takata. Every single episode we said that we love Takata. Because it's true. Like, just he's so just great. so lovable. I'm like, I don't know such a good influence such a good person I love that he's like that you can tell that he's actively thinking like what is gonna like do it like what is gonna be the thing to say that is just like so inspirational and like something about that is just really cute to me I don't know no I love it a lot and then like Hinata and Kageyama just like not getting what he said so perfect everything about it they have to like have it explained to them what he meant oh they're just so they're so funny I love the simpletons yeah, so the match starts. Our very first official match starts. I just love that, like, right off the bat, Karasuno is already in trouble from Too Loud. Tanaka and Noya are... Oh, there's so much. It's so funny, though, because, like, Daichi's, like, yelling at them, like, trying to get them to calm down, and then they're getting in trouble, and it's like... Oh, I know, Daichi. I know. That kills me, though. That's what... The, my favorite part about it is that it's, like, Daichi ends up being the one who, like, gets in trouble. Like... Like, that's honestly that's honestly how it goes like the guy doesn't tell them to stop like the referee doesn't like blow his whistle until Jenny's like shut up Ugh, I'd be so upset honestly I'd be so mad I don't even like how does that work is I, I was actually I was thinking about this when I was watching the episode like are there like penalties for that kind of thing in sports my like, thing was thinking it's like excessive celebration I know that's like a penalty okay I don't know how it works for volleyball but my first thought was like it's just excessive celebration. Hmm. But then just just another side comment. Toru yawning. I made a note of it too. I said, yawn, stop. Oh my God. He's like so uninterested up until we get to the Kageyama Hinata quick. And then he's like. Oh, he's so he's alive. So yes. I love it. Like they show him just being like kind of sleepy and just like laid back in his chair and then like they do the quick and he's immediately like <gasps> looking right at them oh, they just, oh. he's honestly so great but yeah so you know they, they do a couple of hits and then Hidata is like so excited to get the ball and he finally gets it and I love this moment of him like reaching his arms back and the bird wings are there and it's like it's my favorite thing that they do like my favorite animation trope with him is the wings it's so good it's so beautiful and just like I don't know it just really hits you hard and like the fact that it's like exactly the same as like the the little giant when when he does it, it looks exactly the same it's just like it's perfect it's just perfect it really is yeah that's like what this second half of season one is about is like the team like lifting off and so we get this this great little animation it's honestly every single time I get like chills I'm not even gonna lie like it's just so perfect to me it's just done so nicely too it's a wonderful wonderful moment great animation it's like it's their takeoff like this is 
this is like when it really starts. Uh, and that is where the episode ends. I thought it was a very good place to end it because it's like you don't get too invested and then you have to like just have the match like stop and it's kind of like still setting up like in the beginning like this is what we are like we were called the the clipped crows the wings crows or whatever and then they just all saw him like fly and I thought it was a really good place to end it it was like the perfect resolution but not the actual resolution yeah I think it was good especially because this next match only lasts like one episode right it's it's a really it's short very one. short yeah so I feel like they couldn't have really like started the match too much because it's so short yeah um, but yeah, it definitely, like, this episode had a very clear motivation and, like, one clear intention, and it uh, was very successful in conveying that. So I would say that is a good episode. It was good. Honestly, it was it was really nice. They're all good. Like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, honestly, there's not, like, a bad episode. There's just episodes no. that are as good as the other ones. Yeah. There are episodes that I would skip in my, in my rewatch. That's valid. But yeah, I think that's that's all I really have to say about the episode. Um, that's really it for me. Yeah. And as for our musical pairings, today we're doing Tsukushima. It's kind of ironic because like he didn't really have any like moments in this episode. He like didn't talk in this episode, actually. That's kind of weird. Like he didn't say anything. Huh. Do you want to share yours first? Yeah, I'll go first. So this literally just came up last week, but... It is, again, a mother-mother song. <laughs> like, they just all work. Infinitesimal by Mother Mother. Something about this song, like, I just really feel like it has very strong Tsukushima vibes. One, in just, like, the way that it's sort of about, you know, like, like viewing the world as, like, so much bigger than yourself, and yet you're still, like, so fixated on something so small, which is, like, like he's, you know, the... The chorus is like there's a million billion trillion stars but I'm down here low fussing over scars and it's like he has like this one thing that just like is like chip on his shoulder that he needs to overcome and so yeah in that aspect I just think it's really accurate and he definitely like I don't know his worldview is so like you know I'm not special I'm not important uh which is sort of yeah like the song is sort of about how there's like I don't know there's so much more in the world and yet you're like so focused your small problems and also, it just has this energy that's, like, kind of shady. Like, <laughs> like something about it is just, like, it's it's got, like, a snarky edge. And that's perfect for him, honestly. Perfect. Like, there's the one the one part of the song is, like, did you know that, like, when you really get close, nothing really just kind of flows? Like, talking about atoms. And then he's, like, the, so if you think we're going to, like, come to blows, we can't because we can't actually physically touch because atoms are floating so we're not actually physically touching and it's just like sort of this weird like snarky like thing to say and like comment to make and then I imagine him getting punched in the face anyway (laughs) he's honestly very it's very good for him yeah so that's that's my pick um it took me a while to find a good song for him because unlike other characters where I have like millions I never really took the time to think what song would fit him So I ended up settling on Choke by, I don't know how, but they found me. It's not like entirely him, but there's parts of the song itself that very much make me think about him. And just the sense of he's like, so bite your tongue and choke yourself to sleep. You get everything you want and money always talks. And it just makes me feel like more of how he feels about like, 
like season one him with like how he like sees like a lot of the teammates and just like later on especially when we get into season two and like his comparison with himself to others and how he's like frustrating I don't know it was he's a very interesting character and that's why it was so hard for me to find this song for him but there are certain like parts in the song choke that very much make me think about him yeah the the like you always get what you want kind of thing and like to the idiot savants yes that's a very Tsukushima sort of like I don't know attitude and the fact that he's like it would be fine that like it doesn't he doesn't care but it's also like like bite your tongue and don't say anything I just I don't know it was hard but I feel like it's like this is there's parts of the song that really I'm like yeah that's that's Tsukushima yeah I mean and also like like he just constantly tells Yamaguchi to shut up which like obviously they're friends he doesn't say it in like a mean way but like he is telling him to shut up you know it's like it works actually I do have one other song that this is like a major throwback to like 2016 when I had just like a very different taste in ships um the song tearing my heart by yes honestly I can see it like it just I don't know (laughs) it just works for me or him and Yamaguchi I just really like it and like I don't ship that anymore so I like doesn't really like fit my my feelings as well anymore but it still works it still works and it's still like something about it has that like Tsukushima energy of like it's just sort of like I don't know songs that remind me of him are always like very talky songs like they're not very lyrical they're kind of like talking songs I don't know if that makes any sense no I get it it's like rhythmic speaking yeah that just like I don't know something about it fits his vibes to me Again, it just has this, like, certain edge of, like, snark. Like, he's avoiding potholes and, like, being mad at the government. It's it's just, I don't know, something about it just feels very fitting to me. I can see it. I really can. But yeah, it was sort of hard to pick, like, one song for him because he is very, um, he has a lot of interesting sides and, like, dimensions to himself. And he's not a character I, like, think about and, like, analyze, like, other characters for me to be like, oh, this one works for him. I was like, I gotta think about it. That's true. Like, I feel like there are gonna be a lot of characters that I have a hard time with and I will actually have to, like, actively think about it. Because, of course, there's other characters that, like, I'm thinking about them all the time. Exactly. (laughs) And then I hear a song and I'm like, oh, it works. But, like, there are other characters that I just, like, I just, like, don't think about them. So I don't, they, they don't come to mind when I hear a song, but. It's, it's just a, it's going to be an interesting exercise. It's kind of fun. It's so fun to me. I don't know why. I just, like, making pl- character playlists is I love making so character entertaining. playlists. I used to do eight tracks, and I was, like, in high school still. Oh, my and God. I thought it was track. the most fun thing ever. And then, like, last summer, I started being like, I should make playlists again. They're just so when fun. They, when they shut down eight tracks. I was ugh. devastated tragic literally devastated i i think it's still there though because i like went through my old eight tracks and i was like able to listen oh are they i thought they shut down the website i did too but i went on the other day and i was like looking at my old playlist and i was like wow these are really bad like i used to think <laughs> i was so good at it dude i mean when eight track was a thing like what was i really into i was really into teenage mutant ninja turtles at that point so like obviously those playlists were fire <laughs> Oh my gosh, the good old days. Well, I think that that is all I have for today. I think I'm good too. Yeah, all right. I'm Elaine. 
And I'm B. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Can you dig it underscore pod pod? Yep, that's us. Uh, so see you next week. Bye. Bye.